Vernon, Vernon, the heating and cooling specialist. The name says it all. When you focus solely on indoor comfort for 43 years, well, you get really good at it. Get your heating or cooling system tuned by a Vernon specialist today for only $69. Vernon's 60 to 90 minutes of meticulous system inspection guarantees energy savings or the tune-up is free. Now that's a value. Go to vernonheating.com. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Hello! It's the Custard TV Podcast. My name's Luke, editor and runner of the website. With me is Matt in the northern area. Hello. Hello. Back from his stint in Lopitel, it's uh, (laughs) Gary in the London area. Welcome back. That like Novotel. Bit of a step up from Novotel. You did have a toe removed. Have you got it with you? Is it in a jar? No, like no, that. I didn't. I didn't ask for it because they told me they'd go away and do tests on it, you know, to see if there was still any infection or anything. So they could so, grow another you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, years from now, a better, handsomer, funnier version of me will will arrive. How is that even possible? <laughs> I, well, don't, I don't know, Matt. No, My brain <laughs> can't compute that. I don't know. Luke, Gary, and Matt. This could be a podcast. A podcast? Don't you have to be some sort of whiz kid to do those? Uh, definitely not. Anyone with a computer can make one. Talking telly. Use your ears and trust them. This is the Custard TV Podcast. Yes, that would entertain me briefly. From thecustardtv.com. The week that I went into hospital, there was a five-day period, which I'm now officially, when I do the Gary Redrup memoirs, will be the week from hell. What's good? What are they going to be called, Gary? Have you got a witty title for no, you? No, I haven't. I haven't come up with a witty title, but uh, right toe, I hardly knew ye, uh, except it was the left one. Um, <laughs> oh bugger! I had to stop there. Left behind. Sorry, See, on the Monday, I went, I went into hospital. I knew I was going in. It wasn't sort of like, you know, it was, they rang me on the Thursday and told me everything was going to happen. So on the Monday, I went in. On the Tuesday, I had the operation. So I still want know, to do the Craig David joke. Yeah, every time there is. Well, yeah, there's no chilling on <laughs> Sunday, I promise you. No. Uh, on the Tuesday, I uh, had the operation. Uh, it took me a little bit longer to come round from this one. It's the third operation I've had recently. So Wednesday, now... Just to sort of give this opinion, for those of you that don't know, where I was, St. Thomas's Hospital overlooks Westminster Bridge. I witnessed the Westminster Bridge terrorist attack. Mm. Although I didn't see the car go across the bridge, I did actually see the woman fall into the river. And then obviously I saw the police crowding. I did put something on Twitter and I was contacted and I spoke with a reporter from France 24 which I believe is a, a television channel in France. That like Keith Sutherland and all yeah, that. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, Keith Sutherland's... Uh, Jacques Bauer. Jacques Bauer. It's like 24 <laughs> metres <laughs> lower low. It wasn't scary, it was more unsettling. Um, for those of you that have, have witnessed or been anywhere near any kind of things like that, 
it's more the uncertainty than anything else. Uh, so that wasn't very nice. Though the staff were fantastic, you know, kept coming in. I think I was the um, the ward representative uh, of what was I'm going on. I was going to say reprobate had... then. I really don't yeah, know the two, yeah. On Thursday, unfortunately, this is this is where it takes a little bit of an unser- a bit of a serious time. Unfortunately, the the gentleman in the bed opposite uh, next to me passed away um, very suddenly as well. It was uh, it was very weird. He'd been having good days and bad days. He wasn't very well, and he was quite elderly. He was in his 90s. Bit of a shock, and they left the body there all night. So I spent all night night sleeping next to a dead man, which kind of freaked me out a bit in the morning when I realised that he was only taken away sort of, you know, sort of six, seven o'clock in the morning. And then on the Friday, uh, my work uh, chimed in with uh, their contribution. They significantly underpaid me due to an error, uh, so much so that I didn't even have enough money to pay my rent. Um, and weirdly, that's the thing that really irritated you out of the three. Yeah, that, that's the thing. I can, thing that I can I think, uh, empathise with that, Gary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that—that's the thing that. So I rang my boss, and and, and unfortunately, she got both barrels. I think uh, she got uh, she got a little bit of uh, terrorist stroke, dead person stroke, toe removal stroke. See, where's my money? You, if you'd have thought about this, you could have sent the toe to her and say. You know, this is what you're more, you, more, more than I, follow, yeah. like a sort of uh, like yeah, game I of send thrones. little bits of me until you pay me. <laughs> I've had Thankfully, to cut I my toe to say... off to pay my rent. And then, uh, did you just chill on Sunday? <laughs> That's right, yeah, just chilled, chilled on Sunday. <laughs> oh, thank God yeah. for that. <laughs> Another good straight bad thing that I didn't mention to Luke was that they did have real problems putting cannulas into my hands and arms. Oh, that um, hands ugh. hurt, doesn't it? Oh, hands man, hand, hands really hurt, so. But it did mean that, because uh, they had up to about 14, 15 tries to get cannulas in my arm for about three days. But it meant every young nurse came, uh, was sitting oh, at my yeah. bedside stroking oh, yeah. my arm. Oh, no, it's not staying in there. Oh, oh, oh no, yeah. it's just oh, oh, you're, you're out. Have to, you'll have to talk nicely, call me darling and stroke my hand again. Which is what they all do when they do. Oh. When they're yeah, kind of going so around Gary, doing... what you're saying is that it fit in the first time, but you thought, oh, hang on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they did one get out. suspicious because one fell out in the shower. But I, I, I was like, no, I'm sorry, it really did fall and out. And then he got the cannula it. out of his hand as well. Hey! If you're playing the custard TV bingo game and you've got innuendo to do with cannulas, tick it off. Finally. Finally. I've been waiting three years for that. Renewal series uh, season in the US is in full swing. So uh, first off, uh, Legion that we talked about that's uh, a Fox program being shown on FX over here. Uh, has no, other way around. Uh, no, oh, sorry, yes, FX over there, Fox over here. Yes. Letters beginning with F and ending in X. There you are, sort it out yourself. Uh, also uh, just started on Morphor in the UK, The Good Fight, which is the Good Wife spin-off that we've been bigging and upping uh, recently, uh, has been renewed for a second series. You guys are now kind of towards the end of series one, aren't you? Yeah, we two are. more left, two more left. Two more I have left, to say, I've... without spoiling anything, episode eight, which I watched last night, was my favourite one for a long time. Yeah. Really enjoyed it, really enjoyed Excellent. it. Uh, and I think this is a first. The um, Netflix original series Orange is the New Black is going to get a UK uh, showing, basically, on the, a channel called on Sony TV. Mm. Yeah, which, which you can get on um, on uh, Sky and uh, I believe you can also get it on Virgin. I don't think it's on BT or anything like that. 
Um, it's certainly not on Freeview. But I think this is the first time that a Netflix original is going to come over to, to sort of be shown on, you know, what we call normal telly. It makes you wonder how come or why. Well, yeah, obviously I imagine Sony have paid for it. Um, and it, it's going to have to be a very post-Watershed show for them. They're going to have to show it past 10 o'clock. Well, Watershed's 9 o'clock, though, Gary. Well, uh, this, this feels more like a 10 o'clock show to me, I think. <laughs> I miss this. I miss the daft logic that comes into play when we do this. I don't see this being. I'll wager five Earth pounds that this is on after ten o'clock. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm, I'm just not, reminding I, I you when the watershed is. Yeah, we're, not, we're just giving you the facts, really. We don't care one way or another when it's on. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, do you think this could see some other shows come over? Uh, I don't. It's weird. <laughs> I don't know why it would need. Why they would need to. Yeah, because, like, as... Netflix is in the UK. You feel like it's being taken... Unless they've paid a lot of money to Netflix and they've gone, yeah, OK. Although I have to say, one of the things that I did do when I went into hospital, it seems like a reasonable link here for me to tell you, that I saw the whole of The Crown um, on uh, my iPad when I was in hospital. Uh, I really liked it, and I think as a historical drama, which it is, and it's fairly accurate. I know there's obviously quite a bit of dramatic licence taken, you know, conversations are not, you know, word for word and things like that. But the, the the overall general themes were very good. It's very lavish. Matt Smith is very good as Prince Philip because he's not trying to play Prince Philip. He's just playing that character. He's not trying to do an impression. And he's having a lot of fun with it. I think this is probably one of Matt Smith's better post-Doctor Who roles that I've seen him in. Oh, it's the most uh, expensive it's... show ever made. Yeah, and, and you can see why. Um, you know, you want That's to watch a lot it. of green screen. <laughs> Well, yeah. Those crowns don't wear themselves. On to... He is the king of the long... There was, bit, there was a bit of a pregnant pause there. On. I do apologise. <laughs> I can only apologise, listener. Uh, I'm still on strong antibiotics. That's all I can say. Luke challenged Matt and I to watch a new Netflix oh, drama. Sorry, can I just say I'd already watched it by the time he told me to watch it. It's called 13 Reasons Why... Uh, it's a Netflix original, so uh, again, you know, there's not a, a huge amount of backstory that we can sort of locate about. Well, it's based on, about a book. Creation. based on a book. If you've got the bingo card, this is the first show we've talked about in a long time to be exec produced by Selena Gomez. So if you've got that, tick it off yeah. as well. I would imagine that's an I don't know one. when it's going to come up again, so please tick it off now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it follows teenager Clay Jensen, who is the kind of, uh, well, the living lead, uh, in his quest to uncover <laughs> the story behind... Well, it's true. Uh, yeah, in his to uncover the like story that. behind his classmate and crush, Hannah, and her decision to end her life. Basically, she's playing the bullied, picked-upon, ridiculed uh, teenage girl, uh, new into school and... Um, unfortunately, a little bit promiscuous in her early encounters. Well, and... was she though? Gary? Well, was she? Well, though, that, Gary? well, good point. Was she or wasn't she? But that is doesn't. the thesis of the first episode, really, that she didn't. Am I, yes, am I, I suppose that's right. Yes, the, that, the episode that's basically. Well, you, you set it up. Well, you that. don't. You don't really know. There's lots of things that bring into question. Basically, this 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 has two of Luke's big bugbears. Not only does it have a voiceover track from Hannah, the thirteen thirteen reasons, the thirteen behind it is that she has given out to various people in the school these old school cassettes 
Uh, now it, it's set now, and the cassettes, the cassettes are sort of like a flashback. That to wound me up a bit. I have to say, the fact that it was what, on the tape cassettes wound, wound you up, did they, Luke? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that wasn't even <laughs> deliberate, but hilarious nonetheless. <laughs> On these tapes is her kind of recounting what led up to her decision to commit suicide. The first episode really deals with what seems like it was almost like a few days after Hannah's suicide. The first time they go back to school um, and and encounter that. So there's all the the sort of cast counsellors. The parents are obviously concerned about their children. Um, I say children, they're teenagers really, aren't they? So, I mean, they're almost young adults. Yeah, but to you, they're they're children, Gary. Well, that's right, yes. The age of them, yeah. Yeah. I I liked some of it. I disliked other bits of it. I thought some of the dialogue was a bit... (laughs) Can you be more specific? I can be, uh, with the words I'm about to choose to say next. Um, I I thought the dialogue was a bit ropey in places. I'm not sure I believed the majority Mm. of it. Um, But that being said... I was by the middle of the episode. I was drawn in. The flashbacks were the better part of it for me. I thought all the current day stuff I didn't really gel with at all. I thought all mm. the parents, all the parents were pretty. All that helicopter your... parenting. Oh god! Uh, all the parenting stuff was really bad. I didn't believe any of it. And uh, the cassette stuff. I know it's in the book, but I just didn't really understand why it had to be on cassette. The reason she gives for there being thirteen t- uh, tapes is because. Every story has 13 sides. No, it doesn't. The phrase is, there's two sides to every <laughs> yeah. story. Um, but each, as... each reason is relating to a different person. I, I understand who's that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, no, that, I'm just that, saying that, that, that to the listener, not to you. Yeah. Yeah. It, basically, it, it's like this first one, as Gary was saying. Have you done, sorry, Luke? No, I was going to keep going because I was was on a bit of a roll. But I did feel myself drawn in. I was interested. My My problem is... And my issue is whether I am interested enough to continue on when I know there's there's simply tw- twelve more episodes yeah. of it. Yeah, there are. This is one that if I could, I would just watch that one and then go to episode thirteen and see how it develops. But of course, you can't do that. Cause and they're all like almost all sort of between fifty and an hour long as well. Yeah, which is I, a bit. But I liked I liked the lead, except I thought she was a bit of a diff, a yeah. bit of an ass on the tape. I didn't really believe. I her. liked her. I didn't like him, and I didn't. No, I, no, I main, would agree with that. Yeah, my main issue, as you said, I mean, I, I agree with most of what you said, um, Luke. Is that the present day stuff? I don't think is as engaging. Is because no. you're following Clay, and I think um, Dylan Minette is the actor's name. I just found him very disengaging. He remind me um, of Miles Teller a little bit. Yes, but not in me. a good way, because Miles no. Teller is a decent actor. You're meant to believe he's like a sort of nerdy guy he's into Star Wars, and he doesn't look like a nerdy guy. No, it's, he's, no like a he's not nerdy enough model. at all. Like a fashion model, isn't he? He's just nerdy, like, yeah. you, you know, he, I, I, I believe like in the books, maybe he was meant to be a bit more sort of geeky, a bit more, and in this he's... He's more Very average than nerdy. Yeah, he? yeah, more he's kind average. of. Yeah, and this is coming from Gary, who knows what nerdy is. That's yeah, right, and, yeah. and but um, I did like her, uh, Catherine uh, Langford as Hannah Baker. I thought she was the best thing about it. But I always uh, find when they write these teenage characters, they almost write them too self-aware and self-confident, and yeah, I just think. I went to school in America and I didn't meet anybody like that, you know. I've got the I don't think this is for me vibe from it. And I, be, I do like some teen stuff. I'm still with Cleek, 
I think that's still good. Yeah. But I, I for this, this is this was just far too moody for me, too far too mm. angsty. A lot of what you said, I I agree with. That you know, I don't like the lead actor. Um, but the good thing is, is that the the other actors that they bring in, the sort of um, I, I obviously wasn't aware it was a book, but as you go along, you get introduced to people, uh, and their characters are a lot more interesting and a lot more well rounded than him, and he does become kind of like this person that things happened around rather than to. He kind of feels like he didn't really know her, even though he worked with her and, and considered her a friend you get the impression that they didn't spend an awful lot of time together at school and he's really learning about her friendship groups and her enemies at school by just kind of being there. I feel like for the majority of this, it was almost like a something you'd show in schools to... Mm. There is a little bit of a feel of that, because yeah. Because there was even that awkward, that awkward scene, which I loved, where they introduced to teenagers of the modern day what a tape is. So yeah. There's a, there's a scene <laughs> yeah. where he get where he gets in the car and he puts he says, "Can I play you a tape?" And he's like, "Oh, you're still on the old media then." And uh, yeah. he puts in the tape and they listen to that god awful Joy Division track again. Uh, and then he speaks to his dad about, "Does it play tapes?" And then he nicks the tape recorder from his yeah, friend, the Walkman, which, yeah, didn't, from his friend understand. who knew why he was nicking the Walkman. Yeah. Well, okay, that, that's who, the other thing that comes out is that you find out that. Not only does a lot of people in the school have the tapes, everyone else has finished it. Everyone else has gone through and in so one night... Is the or... 13th reason, Clay? Is that what we're like I, to I, That certainly seems to be the way it's going. Is oh, that in that covered... case, I could skip to 13. But he, well, I, I don't know. That certainly there's more than one reference to his tape from other people. Uh, but there becomes, begins to become a, a, a bigger plot about you know what, what, what led to her suicide being more obvious and more played out. Something I think they're doing a very good of, te- of teasing out very slowly. Next time I might find myself at a loose end, I might do two episodes, which to me... Can I put a wager a lot on that than... you'll, ne- you'll never watch past the three episodes you've seen? I'll put a wager right. on that now. Did I'll, you watch, watch any it. more of Riverdale, Gary? Yeah, that took a week's break, so I'm up to date on that. What about yeah. Designated Survivor? Uh, one episode behind, because I was in hospital. There you go, Luke. You have no faith in Gary. He's still watching well, Riverdale. It... And one thing we didn't say as well is that um, Tom McCarthy, who was uh, behind uh, the director of Spotlight, uh, is uh, executive producer's 13 uh-huh. Reasons Why as well. There is there are a couple of people. The first two episodes. There are a couple of people that you might recognise. So uh, there's the woman out of Grey's Anatomy, straight private. Kate Walsh. Kate Walsh. I think I'm. I think I'm all right. I think. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I think. Um, I, th- I think you'd miss out, I, but I, I mean, when I get to the end, I'll let you know. Yes, do. Uh, but I think we have done teen shows better uh, covering the same subjects. My Mad Fat Diary. My, I was thinking that. I was thinking My Mad Fat Diary, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, and the people in that are far more genuine and I... real than the characters here, so. So you can nominate us, the Custard TV podcast, for a Listener's Choice Award for the British Podcast Awards, which uh, the the voting finishes in the middle of April up until the 28th. uh, And you can uh, 
you can you have to use a real email address. So I'm afraid you uh, you uh, you Russian hackers can't get involved. Uh, but what you can do is you can go to the Listener's Choice Award, and in the search button you just type in Custard TV Podcast. In fact, it comes up if you type in Custard, and you can nominate us to win that award. It would be fantastic if you did. Uh, we won't be giving you any money. Vote for us now. Go to www.britishpodcastawards.com and vote for your favourite podcast, the Custard TV Podcast, before the middle of April. You won't believe how easy it is. And now in the north. Hello. Matt. Hello. <laughs> I'm going to no, sing no, it no, today. No. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm singing my hello. I've been waiting two weeks for this. No, I'm, I... no I'm not going to. I'm not going to delete that. That was lovely. Yeah, but I've been waiting two today. weeks. I've done it. I've done a hello. You haven't. You, you sung it. it. We, so? we change. We change when it's sunny out, Gary. We like the world. <laughs> if it's sunny, okay, out, okay, we no, sing. no, no, just for Gary because he's been looking yeah, forward. Yeah, I've been in hospital. Come on. Hello. Hey. <laughs> it's all about the gap. I think the gap could be longer. <laughs> it's yeah, possible. But... Put some crickets in the background. Line of Duty was back um, two Sundays ago. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're two episodes deep now into the fourth Ooh, series we're, of... We're deep, uh, folks. We're Jed, going deep. Jed Mercurio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jed Mercurio's crime drama uh, starring our old favourites, uh, Vicky McClure, Martin Compton, and Adrian Dunbar. And uh, introducing... Uh, the new uh, antagonist of the series, uh, Tandy Newton's... Who Ros- you love in real life now, don't you? Tandy Newton was absolutely charming and, and wonderful and very sweary at the uh, Q&A. Luke's heard people, it. people have described me the very same way. This is set around um, the investigation into the disappearance and murder of uh, well, two girls, Leonie Collinsdale and Lesminda Carr. And then the... the um... Possible ha- abduction. Anna Reznikova yeah. gets abducted at the start of uh, Ep 1, is then rescued by the uh, police and Ros's team, who are linking it to the other two uh, investigations, and find the house belongs to Michael Farmer, who's this sort of uh, mentally slow young man. Uh, uh, clearly has a learning disability. They find um, jewellery linking to the, f- the other two victims... And um, basically, uh, they charge him with the crimes. Raising his objections is the brilliant Jason Watkins as uh, Tim Ifield, who's the forensic coordinator. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Um, who then, uh, when she sort of ignores him going, all oh, these, there's like carpet samples that don't fit with the other crimes and stuff like that, goes to see Steve at AC12 and says, I think she might be framing Michael Farmer for the crimes just so she can get a quick arrest and prove herself to her superiors. So they do the old AC-12 investigation. Kate goes undercover, and things go from there. Now, I saw no Luke's feelings on it, and my feelings you of the first episode, you can read in the review that I wrote, and Luke uh, wrote a review of episode two. Gary, what did we think of this? Uh, line? Uh, out- outstanding stuff. I mean, I, I, I... Vernon, 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 the heating and cooling specialist. The name says it all. When you focus solely on indoor comfort for 43 years, well, you get really good at it. Get your heating or cooling system tuned by a Vernon specialist today for only $69. Vernon's 60 to 90 minutes of meticulous system inspection guarantees energy savings or the tune-up is free. Now that's a value. Go to VernonHeating.com. Vernon Heating. 
The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash career slash USBP. I tweeted that at the end of the first episode that Jenny's just, I don't know how he does this. The one thing that obviously from the first episode uh, that, that stands out is the ending. I'm not a huge fan of hers. I wouldn't say that I've ever seen anything that's made me go Did great. Did you watch well. Westworld great. in the end? She was no, I haven't seen Westworld. That. So if she's in that, then then obviously I need to watch that. But uh, I, I, I thought she, I think she's very believable in this role. We talk a lot on this show about whether we believe this. You know, acting comes down to whether you can actually see that actor or actress playing that part. I do believe her. And not only that, I believe this kind of doubt in her mind, this kind of... Uh, you know, I, I did all really like that stuff where she was sort of like you could see sort of mentally going through. No, I've got the guy. I've got the guy. No, I'm not going to listen to Tim Ifield. I've got the guy. As Matt says, we're deep into two episodes and uh, I, I still enjoyed the second one. Matt was either having an off day uh, mm. or was poorly or was unwell. But th- he's about to do something we've never done before on the podcast or in real life or on the website. Well, he's about to I say something might, derogatory yeah. about Line of Duty. Well, so. I what? think I might have jumped the gun a little bit. I'll tell you what I liked so much about the first episode was that Roz might have been on the up and up and now she's sort of sneaking around. In the second episode, we find out that basically Tim's been murdered and yeah, by, by her basically well we no, think so no, we no, don't no, we no, don't no. know uh, we don't know we don't know it's by her well, she, do we? she's got she's got his laptop but, yeah. and phone. the thing is that yeah but we still don't know it's that she's done the yeah, murder my, my, no, my... But hold on hold on hold on sorry come on it's obvious no it's not he obvious. Has killed it. Yes, she did. He's tampering with evidence. Shut up, shut up, shut up. I like having you back. Shut up. If if (laughs) you believe believe her as a character, do you honestly believe she'd be capable of cutting the bloke's fingers off? Do you honestly believe... What I believe happened is she took everything out out of his flat after their altercation. She doesn't want any evidence of her being in that flat since he was found dead. That's why she swapped. Okay, the, we, we've uh, not mentioned one issue key over. thing. We've can not I, mentioned can one Can I make my point? Pat- hello, yeah. hello. I, on, hello. Yeah. Oh, you like him saying hello. Keep going, Matt. The fact was that she was this ambiguous character in Ep 1. The, the reasons for her, you know, glossing over evidence or missing bits were not because she had a, like, ulterior motive, like she was dodgy, like she was taking cash. It was about career advancement. So there was this sort of little elements of doubt planted but now she's got this sort of she's certainly well, implicated even if she didn't yeah. murder him my... there is implication she's running around you know doing mm. stuff with yeah. with dna and blood stuff. And, and it is getting a bit silly now i mean from that bit with the saw onwards at the end of episode one it's a bit heightened i like line of duty when it's a bit more raw and all the stuff my... with ac12 and the interviews and everything like that i think you may have jumped again a little bit my yeah. take on it all and again it's complete speculation what gary thinks is speculation what matt thinks is speculation what i think is speculation we're only two episodes into a six episode show so my take on what happened at the end of or or what's happened subsequent to the end of episode one is that tandy newton is in over her head she wants no trace of her at his flat any further than that no and any trace of her the only thing we saw her do was remove her blood from the flat after it was, you know, where she hit her no, head was still... he's done more than that. She's linked Tim Ifield 
to the trapdoor. Well, but it, it's because, so it all ties up nicely, and so AC12 yeah, are off her back. That's why I said she's done it because I, she's not only taking away the, the the fact that she was anywhere in the flat or anything's happened. She's hmm. now think she's now sullying Tim Ifield's name yeah, by linking him to Trapdoor to, to I move think the attention it, Can I play her. devil's advocate here? Please and do, just say, I want to have a cry. We don't know either way. Yeah. There are hints that she may have done. There are hints that she, as you say, is okay. just sort of covering her tracks. We don't know. And I think this is like the the Keeley Hawes car crash and all that at the beginning of series two. Uh, we uh, we saw the build up to that at the end of episode six, and I think it will be the same here. I, we find out exactly think, what happened. I don't think Jed Mercurio does twists in the, towards the end of his series. I think well, he twist, did, but I just said Gary. I just said he did. He did in series. I think the major twist that he does, going back over the previous series, are at the beginning. And the twist that you're that you that you got at the beginning of the series is the fact that Tim Ifield is standing over the Tandy Newton character, and he's about to cut her up because he believes he's killed her. He believes he's knocked her unconscious by accident. And as a forensic coordinator, he knows that if he gets found, he needs to have no blood, and that's why he's wearing all the kind of you know the Dexter flashback. I believe that's the twist, that we don't see it. I agree we don't see it. My belief is that she killed him. Okay. So there's something that we haven't really touched on, and it it was a tiny moment, a tiny scene that you might have even forgotten. It's fair enough. There's a lot going on in both episodes. But in the second one, after the long interrogation scene that Ros goes yeah. through, they show her a picture of Balaclava Man. He's, it, it's all the biometrics that Tim's done with the shoe size and the finger and the footprint size and everything like that. She's shaken. It's the first piece of evidence they've got that she's never even set eyes on before, and it rattles her and mm. unnerves her. Then she goes to the boot of the car. This is the first time we've seen that she's got Tim Ifield stuff in the boot. And she, she obviously she knows his passwords. He would have had to tell her that for one thing, to, for her to know the password. Secondly, when she finds the biometrics after doing a search, she breaks down in tears after discovering that it's Tim who passed on her information to AC12 and gave them that bit of p- paper. Now, somebody who is in control and as calculated as you both say wouldn't break down in tears at the sight of an of that i i I don't think i'm saying she's calculated what i'm saying is that she's sort of sneaking around now she's sort of being dodgy Mm. and and you know the the way i view it is just covering her own back let me ask this question then and and i i i I, I, i'll concede that that is a theory who did kill him then well, we're too we're too early in. We're too early. But you must have we're some. All, idea. We also know. No, I don't. We also know that Hannah Resnikova, they think disturbed whatever was going on by turning up for cleaning. But you have to realise when we talk about this, we are not even halfway through yet. Mm. So I, and I suppose what this proves is that Jed McCurry. Can I just say that a good story? There are. I really like the AC12 stuff. I like the sort of story they're telling about how male coppers are ascending. Uh, there's that line that Ted had about her uh, Rosie's career plateauing when she decided to have a family. Mm. I get the putting, you know, the blood splatter and all of that and changing mm. it to Tim's blood, but the mm. stuff now she's implicating him in the trapdoor thing. I think and that's get, going a step too far. I, 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 supp- yeah. I suppose the way I look at that in its defence is just that she does. She's had a good career in her eyes up till mm. now. She's never been investigated before. Doesn't want AC12, and if she does that. 
it ties everything up in a nice bow and you can carry on and move on. I, I think my issue was that I like it when Line of Duty is a bit more intricate and a bit more detailed. And I think mm. in, in the Ros Huntley bits when she is, you know, using Tim's laptop and phone and stuff, it's losing that a bit and the, the messing with the DNA and everything like that. It just feels a bit too big. It could. It would appear that we could literally talk about this forever, but I know you have seen some of episode three. Can you give us a little bit of a taste of where it goes without saying anything of any... But does it carry on on the sort of... I think, I think it sort of it opens it up to a new area and I am yeah. now happier with okay. where it's going. That's good. good. That's all I needed to know. Have you told your friends about this podcast? Okay, here we go. No. It's just not my idea of a good time. Tell them now. That's what the people want to hear. This is the Custard TV podcast. Good to the last drop. From thecustardtv.com. Something we've we've not talked about for a while and Matt and I aren't aren't exactly up to speed on is uh, ITV's Broadchurch. Yeah. I, can I just say that I have, since we stopped talking about it, um, I have enjoyed it a little bit more. I'll, I'll explain why, because I think I like the way now that Chris Chibnall has widened it out a little bit. There's three women now, including Trish, who who we know have been attacked, that have the whole similar hands tied behind the back, sock in the mouth thing. And it's interesting that they're sort of opening it out a bit more. I did like the opening bit of at four when you saw the, you know, the recreation of the party and you saw her before. The, the version of the character we see now, which is this sort of almost like wreck of a woman. I like all of that. I like that. Basically, I think what I like, I like the storytelling of it. I think I don't like the characterization. I don't think no. Chris, I think Chris Chibnall struggles with characterization, but he's very good with story. That is why we liked the first series so and much. And it doesn't as, really change. As because, the, because series one had such a good story to it, we liked didn't it. Notice if you, that the characters, yeah, the were, characters a were a bit thinly drawn. As Luke said, everyone's so angry. And they brought oh. in Jim Howick now as a convicted angry rapist. I, I hate you, can I just say that whoever's, whoever's casting at ITV clearly has been watching a lot of comedy. Yeah, yeah, Lenny uh, Henry, Charlie Higson. Yeah, it's like, are there no actors that weren't previously in the Fast Show or something and, and, that are available? Just, Jim Howick in that first scene where they first go to interview him I thought was very good but as he's been on more and more he started to get a bit more sort of snarly pantomime villain but I think since we last spoke I have he's a classic red hair yeah I have which which uh, ironically was what he was catching when he went fishing oh, um, no no it was mackerel sorry okay um oh. <laughs> that would have been that's a shame but i i have to say that Broadchurch has been a little bit better than i than it was in the first three episodes i have enjoyed four and five more than i did i, uh, I think you three. will enjoy six because it is it's very much um again, although get, although so. the latimer stuff i still hate is it spoiling anything for either of us to say and i don't think it will spoil it for matt and sorry if it does mark latimer appears to commit suicide in this Okay, I saw something had happened to him. Yeah. So, thank the Lord. See, if he'd have done that at the end of Series 1, imagine the impact that would have had. Two Series on, though, I honestly would have pushed him into the river myself or the the sea Uh, myself. I think you're a bit harsh, but we we know that. Um, I can't really say anything because I've seen that. If I was to praise it, I think the best scene of the whole series is the scene between Sailor Parish and uh, Julie Esmontal. Where she confronts her and says, "Look, I hadn't. Uh, we slept together, your husband and I." And and Sarah Parrish acts her 
Yeah, I thought Sarah Harish was yeah, yeah uh, really good in. Yeah, this. would you use me? Yeah, there's there's another scene in in last night's episode between those two that again the, is very. The good. thing, the other thing I thought about while watching that scene actually was that they they cast all these really good actors and then don't have them do much. No, it's I almost know. like to have them just announce the cast list. Oh, look at yeah. all these actors. Like Charlotte Rampling and Marianne Jean Baptiste in the last series. Look, we've yeah. got all these new actors, and then we'll just have them argue in court a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Do you think this series certainly would have been better if it was a six rather than an eight? Well, I don't know. I, I, I think I, you struggled mm. to. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, think, but I, think, I think I can only answer that when we get to the end, really. Yeah, I just feel I, I that. It's a good question. I just don't know that got, I can answer but it. But it's got a bit better now, but it took a while to get better. So, I mean, mm. I, I think because the first one was an eight and everyone liked the first one, I think that they've that he's wanted to do eights the next two times, even though I don't think it, it fit the story length. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. It's a good. It's a good question. One that we might well have to sort of re- revisit at the end. You know, how long was it? You know, did they need time to tell the story, or did they elongate it too much? We'll have to come to back to that one. I think. Put a bit the use it. of the word elongate there, Gary. Yeah, Thank you. If you got that on the bingo cards, take it off. <laughs> By the way, if you're, you're just catching up, elongate uh, fun with cannulas. And Selena Gomez are the three things things are not connected. Also on the telly, um, Gary and I have been enjoying American Justice, a new documentary series on BBC Two, Tuesday nights at nine. I've seen two of the three that have aired. Gary's seen one of the three. This is a a documentary that follows the work of the American uh, justice system. It's by the name of the title uh, and follows uh, a particular town in um, in Florida called Jacksonville, Jacksonville. uh, which uh, has a a ridiculously high crime rate and was featured very prominently on the news last year uh, because of a number of incidents featuring the police and and, and the black community. They talk a lot at the beginning about the fact that American uh, officials in this ray are are voted so you know we don't vote for our crime uh, they, they focus on the fact that you can vote for your the highest officials yeah. you know area whereas we don't vote for police commissioners and things yeah. like that that are appointed in this country florida has the death penalty so a lot is made about the fact and that it has no of, parole yeah uh, no parole for for life sentences yeah. Um, it does have parole, but not for life sentences. Both the crimes that are discussed in this first episode are murders. One is quite unusual because um, two I, gentlemen... Me, yeah, amazing. Two Sorry. blokes appear to try and rob uh, a third person, and one of them is shot dead by a fourth person, and both the guys that... that one, the guy that it, it broke into the house, he is therefore going to be tried... As at, for murder, even though he didn't actually shoot anybody or didn't kill anybody, because he but, put um, the guy who was shot in harm's way. Absolutely. So there was Where's a famous the, case. There's in some the, sort of logic in that, but I can't. There find is, it. but there was a very there was a very famous case in this country a few years ago where a guy was was potentially going to be put in jail for having shot two intruders on his house. No, but that, that's armed. fine because he pulled the trigger. That's completely different. That's right. Different. Yeah, but again, he was defending. You know, he's defending his house. Yeah, but so, so in that case, the guy who shot who pulled the trigger should be you know up yeah. for murder as as he did as just quote something out in Psychoville that I've been watching. He did the murder. But there was case. and there was lots of discussion about that. Yeah, the, the the current state's attorney is very hardline, seeks the death penalty, and and she's up against a former employee of hers who's now sort of that campaigning was, on the war. That's brilliantly awkward as well, isn't it? It is, yeah. Uh, and and it is very much the good wife, you know, kind of like you know that kind of you could believe that coming up, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm going to go against you. I think one of the very interesting things that sort of made me sit up and take notice was. Um, 
uh, the interviews with the judges and the prosecutors. You know, they're yeah. very much, you know, I wouldn't want to, you know, there was almost a bit of a better call Saul thing there where one of them said, well, I, yeah. I wouldn't go to the jury. I'd, I'd admit I did it and take the, you know, take the sentence. I, I you know, that, there was a lot of that. Probably thanks to television. We're more sort of au fait with, UK, uh, with US law than we are America, yeah. with, with UK law. And I have to admit, I find Unless US you watch law, law and Order UK. Don't remind me that that was a thing, but um, yeah, I, I found I found this completely engrossing. I just thought the access they got was unprecedented. Uh, Gary, you won't know this, but it carry it picks up from where it left off, so we get more yeah. from those two characters. There's there's an, an incredible crime that discussed in the first in the second episode as well, which I won't spoil. If you can catch this on the iPlayer, it's also exclusive to the BBC. This isn't an yeah. American import that. It's something the BBC have made. There's one great quote in there as well, and I, I think it was from a judge, and he just went, well, in Florida, we believe that bad things should happen to bad people. And I yeah. thought, wow, that's just that, you know, like, you know, like a total, that's their version of justice. Bad yeah. things should happen to yeah. bad people. They're very black and um, white like that. And, and yeah, and, and obviously, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah. So that's American Justice Tuesdays, nine o'clock on BBC Two. Catch up, if you can, on the iPlayer as well, and it... As Gary says, it is fascinating. Pick of the week. I will do the obvious one. Then nine o'clock on Tuesday. I think it's the wrong place for it, but who am I to say? Uh, Four-part second series of Peter Kay's masterpiece, Car Share, that returns for four episodes. It seems a shame we're only getting the four, but I'd rather four than none at all. First episode is on nine o'clock on Tuesday night, and then the following three will be available on iPlayer at 9.30 uh, so you'll be able to watch basically you can watch all of the series on Tuesday night and I've already seen 50% of the series and, and still think it's brilliant Car Share 9 o'clock BBC One and then subsequently on the iPlayer I'd like to actually see this I've never seen this is uh, Baskets the uh, Zach Galifianakis comedy is this the first series first series in episode one and that's uh, ten thirty on Fox is Bucket. Not, so watch, good. watch Bucket and then Baskets. Yeah, <laughs> but Baskets is very critically acclaimed, and I I do want to see it myself. Yeah, I've been obviously the highlight of next week should be uh, the excellent Channel Four program, the Super yeah, Orgasm. Super but, Orgasm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to pick that. I'm going to go for my online nightmare because um, your I, own I just, one. Yeah, not my own personal nightmare. I just think that there's there's been quite a lot of stuff in the press recently about scammers and things like that. So I think it'd be good to see Channel 4 do do these documentary things quite do well do. on occasion. <laughs> you do. If you think these podcasts are way too long and you just want yeah. to know what we think of one particular show, uh, then you can search uh, YouTube for us, The Custard TV, and mm. you will find that poor old Matt has been beaten away. Uh, I do the big edit, and then he does the little one, taking the reviews out. Big edit, little edit, that sounds yeah. like an ITV show. That's a, that's a, <laughs> yeah, that's an ITV kids programme. Um, so that's the there on YouTube, the individual reviews. iTunes, yeah. subscribe <laughs> on there. Not only subscribe on there to get the podcast delivered to your MP3 player of your choosing whenever it appears, but also if you could review us and get us a bit above... Or in the chat. Rate and review say, this show wherever you find it. Rate and review wherever you find it. Uh, let us know that we're doing a great job. Even if we're not, it doesn't really bother me. Uh, on on iTunes or wherever you find it. Email. That is Custard TV Reviews with an S. Oh, I've had an idea. Com. I've had an I idea. Doubt it. I doubt you have. No, no, he no. He an idea. He didn't say it was a good one. Okay. We, we should have a question for each other as well. 
So I'll come up with one for Luke and one for Matt, and then vice versa. So, yeah, so if you want to help us out and send us a question... I haven't agreed to this. Matt said it earlier (laughs) that it can be about... (laughs) Maybe there's a show that you've never heard us talk about, possibly because we've probably never seen it, but if if there's a show from your past that you would love our opinions on... uh... What we should do on that podcast as well is kind of tell a little bit of the history of what we started off doing and stuff, like the history of the Custard TV podcast. Can do yeah, that'll, kill, that'll kill some time, won't it? Uh, yeah, so, custard, custard TV reviews with an S at gmail.com. Send them through there. You've got some time, but do just do it now while you think of it. It's just easier. Yeah. You don't you don't want it playing on your mind. Uh, and that is it. Thank you very much for joining us. We don't. Will we be back next week, or are we going to have a two week? No, I think. Oh, I, yeah. I, I think. So. Yeah. Good. Good point. Good point. We're all we might talk about uh, a bit of Big Little Lies next week as well. Yeah. Oh, I'm not up to date on that. It's a oh, shame. Yeah. Me and Luke have watched the entire series. Make a noise to tell me what you thought of the final. Si- can I ask you a question without you trying can. to spoil? Yeah. Did you did you make the link to the sort of Shailene Woodley reveal before they revealed it or not? The Shailene Woodley reveal or her son? Well, the, the, the reveal about Ziggy's father's reveal. Genuinely didn't, and no, we'll I need to talk about that after. We we'll need to talk about that afterwards because yeah. I don't even—I might have missed it because I don't really know what you're referring to. But make a noise to tell me what you thought of the second, ep- oh, the final episode. Uh, that doesn't tell me. Doesn't. <laughs> no, really at the end, I don't know. I don't know what that would mean. Okay. I, I, I think he's just painted the picture with his uh, words. I, hang himself. on, but, yeah. Let's let's end the podcast. We'll end the like podcast. It. Sorry, people, we must go. We've got something <laughs> to talk about. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.